0: Welcome to Right on Track, a songwriting podcast. Thanks to Tone for tuning in. I'm Demi Michelle Schwartz, and I'm thrilled you're joining me on my songwriting journey. So kick back and relax, don't fall flat, and remember, stay right on track. Welcome back to Right On Track. I'm so excited because joining me today is Creed Fisher. Hello, how are you?
1: I'm doing good, dear. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing fantastic. I'm so excited you're joining me today to talk about your music and also how you continue to have a very meaningful connection with your audience. But before we get into our conversation, can you share with the listeners your songwriting journey and how you got to where you are now?
1: It's been a long journey. It's, uh, I've been doing this about ten years, and it's taken you know ten years to get where I'm at. And just, I think when you do it as an independent, you know, it, it, that's about the time frame you're looking at. You know, it's not an instant process. You have to build a fan base. You have to get out there and grind and play a lot of shows. You got to go play some dive bars. And uh, I got into music when I got divorced. Uh, I was thirty thirty three years old, and I picked up a guitar, went to a pawn shop and bought a guitar and taught myself how to play it. And and I just started, you know, doing, uh, writing songs and, uh, putting out albums and it takes you a little while to kind of learn what you're doing, you know, but it's definitely been worth it for me to do it that way, to do it on my own and, uh, do it the right way and to connect with my fans the way I do, you know?
0: I love that. I think, you know, what we independent artists kind of have is the ability to, you know, release music when we want to do what we want, have creative control. And though we do things on our own, you're right. Like when you're able to do that, you can do things your way. You can learn the way you need to learn, realize where you need to grow. And you have that creative control to engage your audience and release the music that you want to release. And I think you definitely do that.
1: Yeah, I think that uh, there's a lot of pitfalls out there, you know, in the music business. There's a lot of minefields, so I just, I'm blessed that, you know, that I made it through all that and it came out the other side and I try to help other artists, you know, not make those mistakes.
0: For sure. Yeah, I completely agree, 100%. So how about we get into our chapter today by starting things off with a quote by Bruce Springsteen. Can you read that for us?
1: I got this, man. It says, getting an audience is hard. Sustaining an audience is hard. It demands a consistency of thought, of purpose, and of action over a long period of time. Bruce Springsteen.
0: What does this quote mean to you?
1: You know, it means a lot to me. Although, you know, no matter, no matter who had said it, you know, it just describes what I've been through. It is very hard uh, to gain an audience. And it's, it's even harder to keep an audience. <laughs> it takes a lot of a lot of hard work.
0: It definitely does. You're,
1: you really have to have a passion for it, you know?
0: Completely. Yeah, I love how you brought up having a passion for it because you're right. It takes a long time to make people in the music industry believe that you're worthy to be here. I know when I started, I kind of felt like I didn't belong and I wasn't good enough. And it took a really long time to get to the point where I had the confidence to share my music and start to build those meaningful connections. And I think since there's so many people in the industry trying to do exactly what we're doing, it's hard to stand out at times. And it takes a lot of hard work and passion to kind of break through and be seen as somebody unique.
1: And you're going to fail a lot.
0: For sure. You
1: have, to, you have to keep getting up and keep keep doing what you love, you know? It's definitely hard because there's so many people out there trying to do it, especially these days, you know, and you really have to stand out. And I think a lot of times as you're going along in your career, there's going to be things that happen that are, aren't are good. You know, it's, it's not always good news,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but you just have to do it for the right reasons. And if you love it and you have a passion for it, then you can... That you don't go to work a day in your life if you love what you do.
0: I love that exactly 100% and I think you know loving what you do with this creating music if you love it then your audience will see that and they'll love your music and love what you do as well and so I think it's really important to have that meaningful connection which you definitely have with your audience so I know something that I noticed with your music is you are very authentic in your songwriting and I'm sure that really contributes to having a genuine connection with your audience so can you share? a little bit about your songwriting process and the authenticity you put into your music
1: you know i have several different processes of how i write songs it's not always the same i do it several different ways and uh, i used to write a lot more when i was in my 30s you know and i just put out my 13th album but i just think with me it's just about saying things that that i want to say and saying it in a way that's clever. It's just a talent that, I've, that I have to say things in a way that the average person is inspired by it. Or they, they just feel it. They feel the words, and it, it touches them in their heart. And To me, that's the biggest thing lost in music these days is the, is the, the heart and soul. Sometimes these days it's just about the, the, the melody instead of the words, and to me it's always been about the words.
0: Exactly, yeah, and I think that's huge in country music as a whole. I know for me, I started in the pop genre, and the reason why I'm shifting into the country pop kind of side of things is because I'm focused on the words and the story as well. And so do you think that this is the main reason why you're drawn to creating country music because of the storytelling?
1: I grew up loving country music. You know, I grew up listening to it and loving it, even the old stuff like Marty Robbins, you know, and I just had always had a love for country music. And then, you know, as my life progressed, I got into other kinds of music, you know, Ted Nugent and Black Sabbath. And then I think as I got older and I got out of high school, I think I kind of reverted back to my roots, you know, and, and I've always loved Merle Haggard and, all the outlaw, uh my outlaw heroes, Waylon and Hank Junior and Hank Senior. So they just they always inspired me, you know. And those are the guys that I looked up to when I was getting started.
0: That's awesome. I love how you you know, you know who your inspirations are. I think that's really important. Um because even though we create our own unique sounds and styles as artists, it's important to know who our inspirations are because that's why we're doing this in the first place. We were inspired by an artist or a song that made us want to pursue songwriting. So I think that's really important that you recognize that. So in terms of the songs that you write, what are the certain things that inspire you? Are you inspired by a lot of things or are there certain things that consistently inspire your writing?
1: I think just real life, you know, real life isn't pretty. It's not shiny. You know, it's it's gritty. You know, and that's what I try to to transfer into my music is just real life things that I've gone through, things I've seen people go through—the good, the happy, the sad, the the funny—and always try in my writing, especially when I put an album together, to have a good mix. You know, I want one song to make them drink and the next song to make them cry and the next song to make them laugh, you know. And I think with me, just I lived all this stuff. You know, I worked in the oil field for 20 years before I ever got into music. I raised three kids. So for me, like, I lived that life. And even, <laughs> even being a musician, I mean... It, It's work, too, you know, especially when you're first starting out. You know, you're really grinding. You're not making money. You're actually losing money. And you're just out there doing it because you love to do it.
0: I love how you brought up how in your music you talk about all aspects of real life. And I think that's so awesome. And that's probably why your listeners are so drawn to your music, because there's some artists out there who only talk about the sad things. And there's some artists out there that just do the happy dance music, like let's go party, you know, Um, but the fact that you are taking the time to, you know, write about everything that people experience, people can listen to your music and see themselves in it. And I think that's really important. So are there any songs of yours in particular that have gotten the most connections from your audience?
1: I would have to say probably the way that I am has definitely got that reaction and it's definitely a reaction I wasn't expecting. I wasn't expecting I wasn't expecting my female fans to like the song so much. You you wouldn't really even know that it was gender, you know. <laughs> they relate as much as us guys do, you know, so I think that song has definitely been one that I've that's been the most where people have said, you wrote my life, you know, I live this.
0: Wow. Can you share for the listeners who might not know what that song is about and what inspired it?
1: Just my life, but being a country <laughs> music singer is the way that I am, you know, and the, you know, the, the song starts out, you know, I work all day like a dog just to make a dime. What Uncle Sam doesn't take, he sends to my two ex-wives. And then, you know, and when you get to the chorus it, it goes, you know, I won't be changing her name or the way that I am.
0: Wow. That's incredible. Wow. I can definitely see how your audience connected with that. Um, And it's probably also really special when you get to perform these songs live because I know you play shows a lot. So can you talk about your connection with your audience while you play live, how you make that connection meaningful and maybe any favorite memories from performing your music?
1: No, I just try to to give the fans their money's worth. You know, When you come to one of my shows, it's going to be a party. You know, it's going to, you're going to have a good time. You can't sit still, you know, and that's, and that's the, the way that I am is the one slow song we play, but it's just so cool when people are out there singing the words to your songs that you've written and you, and you just, you see on their face, how, how much these, these songs have meant to them. And I think it's just the ultimate thing of what I do. You know, if I had to pick one thing, I love going into the studio you know i really do that's one of my favorite things to go create new music but the ultimate is to have that connection with with the live crowd and you're just all in it together you know and you feel their energy and you they feel your energy and it's truly amazing uh an amazing thing man that i, I definitely love
0: That's beautiful. I love that. I know for me, you know, when I go to concerts by artists I love, it's so cool, you know, getting to sing along with them and feel that energy, like you said, both from the singer and the fans. And the fact that you're able to do that yourself as an artist is incredible because you're creating these experiences that will last with your fans for a really long time because you're making it so meaningful and fun and memorable for them and I think that's something that's sustainable if you want to build a fan base and keep them coming back kind of how Bruce Springsteen was saying once you get the fans keeping them there making it meaningful and having a purpose by you putting so much time and you know energy and thought into your performances and making them so meaningful it's definitely keeping your fans coming back for more
1: it's the ultimate experience for them because it puts a visual to what they love already.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: You know, and, and it's, it's just a moment in time. They'll never forget just like the concerts we went to, you know, as, as young people, Uh, I went and saw George Strait. you know, and that was cool. I mean, I remember how it felt, you know, to, to see this person that you love so much and you love their music and then you get to see them actually sing it.
0: Yeah. That's truly Incredible. So how did you build such a strong and loyal fan base? Can you share your kind of journey from starting out with no fans when you started to do songwriting to now when you have fans coming out and singing your own songs at your concerts?
1: One fan at a time. I mean, it's taken 10 years, you know, what he said was, was very true. The hardest part's keeping the fans engaged. You know, so you have to have a lot of content, but when it comes to building a fan base, you know, it's literally just one fan at a time. I remember doing Facebook Lives back in the day, you know, where I was playing for 50 people. And I, I would do them maybe sometimes two, three times a week. And I just, you know, and plus, you know, all the miles you put in for the shows and the, I mean, you play bars, you go in there. I've, I played bars where there was, you know, I drove eight hours and I go in there and there's 10 people in there, Wow, you know, and it can definitely, I'm not going to lie. It can definitely get to you. You know, you really have to be able to kind of recharge, disconnect for a bit because I mean, when there were times when we would, you know, towards the end of that period of my career where it was just so disheartening sometimes you know when shows didn't go well you know and it definitely makes you appreciate when you show up and there's people there
0: that sounds like quite the journey but i love how your focus is on one fan at a time that's so important because especially nowadays that streaming is taking over people are so focused on streams and what my spotify numbers are and blah blah but at the end of the day like that doesn't that's not a That's not a good representation of your fan base because there's so much going on with people doing things like buying streams, which is not allowed, and focusing so much on getting a certain number of people to stream their songs a certain amount of times. And those aren't real... Like, they're fans streaming your music, but you can't actually know who exactly is streaming their songs. And so I think making it a point to treasure every fan interaction you have and then make that sustainable is definitely the way to go and you definitely took the right approach there i can see how it's a little discouraging you know going out to shows when you're just starting and seeing not many people there but i think the fact that you're still here now and you have the fan base that you have it just shows that these things take time and it it requires perseverance even during the times when you think that it's not going to work out
1: you have to truly believe in what you're doing
0: yeah, for
1: sure. Or just, ha- or just have a love for it so deep that you can withstand the pain. You yeah.
0: Know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. So what is some of your favorite content to post on social media to keep that engagement up other than your shows and releases?
1: Just, uh, you know, pictures of me through the day with, with Hank. You know, Hank Hankle's the dog. He's become quite the little star just kind of behind the scenes stuff that people like to see, you know. But I do I don't go live very often anymore. I just I don't really like it. I try to stay off social media uh as much as possible and just write more songs and get outside, ride my Harley. I mean, <laughs> but uh yeah, when it comes to social media, I definitely I think the fans really really like just kind of seeing behind the scenes of what you're actually doing, you know how you actually live your life.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's really important. I love sharing behind the scenes. I film in the studio and I make little videos talking about the inspiration for my songs, things like that. Um, And people definitely like to see those things because... You know, they can hear a song, but seeing the process and how it all came together is always super interesting. I love when my favorite artists do that, you know. Um, But I also think that just showing your real life, which is something you definitely do. There's so many artists that try to look all picture perfect on social media and only post the good things and when they have big success stories and all that. Um, But showing your everyday life is so important because I think what you've done with your music that's definitely noticeable is you write about real life, the good and the bad. And then you're also showing on social media the reality in that and you're showing, I am just a normal guy like anybody else, you know? Like there's no difference between you and your fans other than you're the one who is creating the music and they're the ones listening. Um, And I think when we as artists kind of show that we're human beings just like everybody else, that really kind of bridges the gap between artist and fan because we're all human at the end of the day.
1: It shows the fans that human side of you. And not only that, the grind, I like to show people the grind, you know, like this isn't all fame and fortune. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of work that goes into this when we're out there waking up at five in the morning, you know, going out 20 degrees and we're shooting a video. I mean, it's, it's, it is work, you know, but, I think the fans just love to see anything that's behind the scenes that they feel like they connect with you.
0: Mm -hmm, For sure. So let's chat a little bit about your current album, Whiskey and the Dog. So what are some of your favorite fan moments that you had from this album, whether that be a message or some kind of contest you did? What are some of your favorite moments from this release?
1: And just the whole thing, you know, being with the label and, getting to market my my music for the first time, you know, including my dog Hank, uh, how it all came about, you know, and he's on the front cover. And uh, obviously the album's called Whiskey and the Dog. You know, you can take everything but the whiskey and the dog. And so that whole album, just including uh, Hank in it and then my, my buddy Mark Jones coming in and co-writing four songs with me on it. And just the way it came about, I mean, it was just, it was an album that obviously, you know, when I edit my music, I have to listen to it over and over and over to
0: make sure that,
1: you know, that everything's right. I know, me too. But uh, I, I, I go through a rigorous editing process, you know, when, when I'm putting music out. So I probably heard that album a hundred times, you know, before it came out. And just, it's just one that I never got tired of. Yeah. It just really, I mean, it's very, very, it's very, very honky tonk. Mm-hmm. Whereas I feel, like, I feel like my new album that's coming out in April, Rebel in the South, is more a little bit country rock.
0: Okay.
1: It's definitely got some jamming tunes on it. But I feel like Whiskey and the Dog was more just country, traditional country. And it's got a lot of heart and soul. This t- And filming the videos was a lot of fun for that album, too.
0: Yeah, that's fabulous. And, you know, it's awesome that you got to create this album with a label. And that's interesting because there are so many labels that kind of take over a little bit of the creative control and don't let the artist create the project how they envision it. And so I'm curious about your experience with this album and the creative control you had, like what level, and also how this contributed to building your fan base and keeping the fans you've already created?
1: You know, one of the things I love about my label is they don't tell me what who to be, what to write. I mean, I do my own albums. They, they don't have anything to do with it.
0: Oh, wow, that's great.
1: You know, they put that trust in me. Uh, they've seen what I've done before, you know. And so, yeah, I mean, I had this album. I had Whiskey and the Dog already recorded before I signed with the label. Oh, wow. And so they, I have full creative control where that's concerned. I mean, they do, they, they've never really gave me much advice or anything. They they love what I do on the music side where they try to help me is the pictures the the, the, the cover, you know, the things like that, how to put the album out, which I've learned a lot from them. Obviously I'd already put out uh, 11 albums when I got with the label. So just, you know, watching what they did. uh, I, I learned a lot. And so that was, that was, that was awesome. It was an awesome process to watch and, you know, just the way they did it. I have a lot of respect for those guys. They, they've turned my career around on, on the business side, which is a big part of it.
0: That's great. That's so incredible. And it definitely sounds like you learned a lot. And I think that's the whole point, you know, like there's no end point, even if you're like, a hit artist. There's no end. There's always room to grow.
1: The label, the label that I'm with is an independent label. So I still consider myself independent. It's basically artists that have banded together to all help each other rise. You know, so I, I'm really thankful for those guys. Just, I've, I never had a publicist, you know, before the label. And just them lead me in the right direction with the stuff like that has been a a big help
0: yeah i'm sure yeah i'm in the same boat um for my current single across the pond It's my first time releasing a song alongside a publicist. I've done all my other singles and my album by myself. And it's a lot of work. And I don't think people really realize how much goes into being independent. And the fact that you're now able to rely on a group of people that you trust, which is also very important, that you trust them, they trust you. There's that trusting relationship there. I think that's awesome because... You feel more secure now, I'm sure. Like you have people you can go to to ask questions and people who are in your corner to help you take your career to the next level.
1: When you get good people around you, the last thing you ever need as an artist is a manager. Mm -hmm. And when you need one, when you need one, you'll know.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, but I think that just having a support system is taking so much stress off of me. I'm sure. You know, I I don't have to worry about certain things that I used to really have to worry about and didn't like. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like like booking, you know.
0: (laughs) I'm sure. Yeah. Well, it was awesome hearing about your story. So inspiring. Um, Before you go, can you share with everybody any final tips you would like to give about building a meaningful audience connection?
1: Use Facebook. and and one fan at a time and, you know, be smart. It's very hard. You know, like I said, a little bit of luck's involved in in navigating the, the shark infested waters. Just, you know, don't, don't sign nothing. You can do it yourself. And then when you're ready to take that next step, when it, when it gets to be more than you can handle, make sure you choose the right people that give you, you know, to give you your freedom to be yourself.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And if you do that and you have the talent and you work hard, you'll you'll get somewhere.
0: Fantastic. Wow, it's such an honor having you on the show. Can you share with everyone where they can find you on social and listen to your music?
1: creedfisher.com There Everything
0: you go. Everything that has
1: to do with us,
0: that's where it's at. the website everybody get a website if you don't have one (laughs) it's so easy just to direct people to a website and it's all there instead of like listing a bunch of social media oh wow um well thank you so much again for joining me good luck with all the music you're releasing this year and all your shows and all that 2022 has to offer for you
1: thank you for having me dear
0: listeners thank you so much for listening and of course until next time
1: stay stay right right on
0: track. track Thank you.